Okay, uh, we'll kick off. Hi everyone, you're all very welcome to our webinar on complaints management. My name is Roisin Ruwine. I'm a Senior Quality and Safety Specialist with HCI. Uh, just before we begin, I might just make sure everyone is on mute. And if you have any questions, we will answer them in the last five to 10 minutes of the presentation. And also, if there's anything you want to follow up on afterwards as well, you can always email us. Uh, just a background about HCI. So HCI is a professional services provider of patient safety, regulatory compliance and quality improvement intelligence and support to health and social care organisations. It was founded in 2005. We've over 30 staff and we have two offices, one in Dublin and one in Galway. So just to start, why are we here? So we're going to learn about the importance of a good complaints management system. So HCI, we did a summary of HICWA findings for in the residential setting. So what we found was 16% of services were deemed not compliant of the services assessed against this regulation. So regulation 34 for complaints. Some of the findings that were included was the complaints policy and procedure was not updated to ensure relevant information regarding the requirements for a complaints officer. Complaints records were maintained, however, they did not contain at least one element of information that is required by regulations. Complaints received regarding the quality of care and services provided to residents in the residential centre had not been adequately investigated or addressed. Inspectors examined a sample of entries in the complaints log and found complaints received since October 2019 were not recorded in line with the regulations. Again, we have found this in a number of organisations that we've been into, complaints and concerns that are recorded in the communication section of the notes or in the residence care file, but these are not documented in the complaints log, so there is no oversight of these complaints. So again, what ensures an effective complaints management process? So what we find in HCI, effective management of complaints is key to good governance. We, we often say that complaints should be viewed as a gift as it can highlight a problem that may have otherwise gone undetected. So again, what ensures a good complaints process? In the current process that it has been reviewed in line with current legislation standards, guidance and best practice documents. Some of the key documents that your process has to be reviewed against is the SI number 415 of 2013, the Health Act, 2007, the National Standards for Residential Care Settings for Older People in Ireland with focus on Standard 1.7, the National Standards for Adult Safeguarding, Your Service, Your Say, the HSE Complaints Policy, Safeguarding Vulnerable Persons at Risk of Abuse, the role of the Ombudsman Liaison Officer, the Assessment Judgment Framework for Designated Centres for Older People and Data Protection Acts. So again, just a quick overview of the SI. Again, Regulation 20, the registered provider shall prepare and make available a residence guide in respect of a designated centre. So the complaints procedure has to be in the, in the residence guide. Again, Regulation 34, the registered provider shall provide an accessible and effective complaints procedure, which includes an appeals procedure and shall make each resident and their family aware of the complaints procedure. You must display a copy of the complaints procedure in the nursing home. You must nominate a person who is not involved in the matter of the subject of the complaint to deal with the complaints. So a complaints officer. 
investigate all complaints. You have to assist a complainant to understand the complaints procedure. Ensure that the nominated person for managing complaints maintains a record. You must inform the complainant promptly of the outcome of the complaint and put in place any measures required for improvement in response to the complaint and details of the complaints process. So you must ensure that all, all complaints are fully investigated and recorded properly. The registered provider, you must shall nominate a person other than the person nominated in the complaints process. The registered provider shall ensure that any resident who has made a complaint is not adversely affected by reason of the complaint having been made. So again, how, how do we prevent complaints? So again, we have to provide a safe, high quality service. Communication is key. Communicate with patients, residents effectively, communicate with family members, be available to patients, family members when they have a query, provide patient information leaflets, proactively engage with patients, surveys, resident committee meetings, patient participation. We find resident, regular resident committee meetings are great to address any concerns or complaints that residents may have. Educate staff to engage with patients. Educate staff to identify early complaints and address them. Who can make a complaint? Any person who is in receipt of care. If the person is in, unable to do so because of their age, illness or disability, the complaint may be made on that person's behalf by a close relative or a carer of the person. Any person who is legally has the care of the affairs of that person. Any legal representative of the person. Any other person with the consent of that person. And if a person who would otherwise have been entitled to, to make a complaint is deceased, a complaint may be made by a close relative or a carer of that person. So what is advocacy? All complaints have a right to appoint an advocate to assist them in making their complaint and to support them in any subsequent processes in the management of that complaint. So how can a complaint be made? Again, this can be made through several different means by letter, email, through feedback or suggestion forms or verbally through the residence committee meetings. Residents must be allowed the flexibility to lodge a complaint with any staff member. So all staff must be aware that they have to accept complaints from residents. A residential home shall ensure that all residents and their family members where appropriate are aware of their right to complain. So again, to ensure an effective complaints process, there has to be clear roles and responsibilities in the management of complaints. So a nominated person for complaints has to be appointed. And this is an individual who is not involved in the matter of the subject of the complaint. Their roles and responsibilities should include to maintain a record of all complaints, assist in the verification and investigation process for complaints, prevent where possible complaints from further escalation, Communicate with the complainant where appropriate. Ensure all complaints are documented and processed in accordance with the eight principles of data protection. It enables information about complaints to contribute to the quality improvement and organisational learning. So again, the responsibility for acting as a nominated person for complaints should be detailed in the individual's job description. So again, all individuals who have, have responsibility for management complaints, this should be detailed in their job description. Even just staff on the ground, it has to be a part of their job role. Again, line managers, their roles assist in immediately resolving a complaint. 
They stake a strong role in the investigation of complaints in their area. They ensure that staff are appropriately supported throughout the complaints management process and all staff, they're involved in the local resolution of complaints where possible. And everyone has to know the complaints policy and procedure. So again, the processes for complaints management. So the process one, point of contact resolution. So all staff must aim to resolve complaints at the first point of contact if possible. So feedback, again, can be given to any member of staff. And if staff are unable to deal with this feedback or complain personally, they should just provide reassurance that it has been listened to, it's been under, understood, and then they have to outline how this feedback will be handled. So again, process two, formal investigation process. Where complaints are not resolved locally, they shall proceed through the full formal complaints response. Complaints are communicated immediately to the director of nursing and a nominated person for complaints. Again, process two, the nominated person for complaints, they will consider if the complaint can be resolved informally by making contact with the complainant. They must acknowledge the complaint within five working days of receiving the complaint. They must raise and document the complaint. And then they have to verify the complaint. So they do this by confirming with the complainant, talking with staff on duty. They may request such documents and communicate with any other persons to be involved in the investigation of the complaint. So again, if a full if a if the complaint has been verified, a full investigation is required. So there's six steps in the investigation process. So you develop an investigation plan, gather information, you complete a chronology, you manage expectations, you communicate with stakeholders, you make findings and recommendations. So developing an investigation plan, what are the elements of the complaint? Who should be involved? What documents should be looked at? When should it be undertaken? Who will sign off on the report? So again, gathering information. So you're looking at documents, patient records, rotas, incident reports, cleaning logs, etc. You interview, you interview the staff involved, you interview the complainant, you interview the line managers. So you complete a chronology of the sequence of events over time, which led to the complaint. You manage expectations. So you have to manage the complainant's expectations, what can and cannot be achieved through the investigation. You communicate with stakeholders. So again, that's line managers, director of nursing, the, the complainant again, with the progress of the investigation. Again, you make your conclusion, conclusions about a complaint that must be based on evidence. Again, you have to make your recommendations. The nominated person for complaints and the director of nursing will decide on any recommendations to be made as a result of the findings of the investigation. The recommendation should include action to be taken to remove the causes of the complaint or its likelihood to, for a reoccurrence and redress for the complaint where deemed appropriate by the investigation. So again, the, a complaint report what should be included, the complaint details, including the time and date the complaint was received, a description of the complaint and the affected individuals, the expectation of the resident who made the complaint, the verification process implemented and the resulting findings, the investigation process and the findings again, the actions taken to address the complaint where appropriate and the complainant's level of satisfaction regarding the outcome. 
you must inform the complainant that they have the right to seek a review of the outcome of the investigation and inform them of the relevant review process. The complaint record review, reviewed and closed out is done by the register provider. So again, the timeframes for complaint management. Within five working days, you have to acknowledge the receipt of the complaint and you have to inform the complaint if it meets the criteria for a full investigation. Within 30 days, you have to invest and conclude the complaint. Every 20 days then, if there's delays on the 30th day, you have to update the complainant of the progress of the complaint that it's been delayed and everything has to be completed within a six month timeframe. So these timeframes are given in line with the your service, your say HSE policy. So again, complaints management process tree. So if a complainant, if you have completed your conclusion and the complainant is not satisfied with the outcome, you have to inform them that they can go to the ombudsman. This is for the external review. It will be done impartially and independently. So again, that was a quick overview of the complaints management process. Again, just the importance of complaints. A lot of complaints can be received during the coronavirus. And it's again, just documenting it. Again, it's family members ringing up, the phones aren't being answered. What can we do from this? We can put in a, a communications officer. We have to put in a communication plan. And when you get a number of complaints, you have to make the action plan then. So that's what we found during the frontline and the coronavirus is people ringing in about communication issues and what to do. You develop your communication plan. You ask family members and maybe they're only their next of kin to ring between a certain time. Just view complaints as a positive thing and that you can learn from them and it might highlight something that may have otherwise gone undetected. But if we can view them in that light, and that's the same for all the staff. And again, thank you for your time. I know you're all very busy. So I really appreciate everyone logging on this morning.